Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 113, and it is titled, When Sex Gets Boring, Do This. Ooh, do what? <laughs> oh, we, we're going to tell you. <laughs> I would say first wear something like Celine is wearing today. Well, for our listener, maybe you should describe what's going on if they don't have a video right there. Okay, so we're recording this during a major heat wave. <laughs> and so Celine is wearing a much more revealing sort of bra top thing going on that is very lacy, shows lots of cleavage and is very sexy. Oh, thank you, Kevin. I'm glad it's you approve of it. We do have AC, but, you know, I still think it's nice to play the part, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so let's get back to our topic here. When sex gets boring, do this. So something that a lot of couples that have been together for a long time experience is that after that honeymoon phase is over they kind of feel like the sex gets kind of boring. Mm -hmm. It's a common thing we hear again and again and again from people. So the question then becomes, okay, uh, why does it get boring? Mm -hmm. um, how can we tell? Like, how do we really know it's boring? I mean, I know that sounds somewhat a silly question to ask, <laughs> but, but the thing is, is it may not be boring for you. It may be boring for your partner. Mm -hmm. So how can you tell if your partner thinks it's boring? Mm -hmm. And then what do you do about it? How do you spice it back up again? How do you make it fun and sexy again? So we are going to cover all of that and more uh, as long as I can stop staring at Celine's boobs. <laughs> 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 All right. But before we dive into our first reasons why sex gets boring, uh, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, um, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. There is something there for you, whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, even beyond just techniques, but like the little things that women really want in bed and don't really tell you. So go to powerandmastery.com to find more about it. All right. So we're going to start with the reasons why sex gets boring. And um, all right, first, why don't you tell them what number one is? And then I want to talk about the study that okay. I found. It's pretty, we're going to be pretty blunt. You just don't try. And this is a place that many people find themselves in where they kind of either have decided that it is a normal thing for a relationship to become stale or sex to get boring or that life is just too busy, so whatever, and they just don't try. Okay, so that was our thing that we put on the list. You know, like, of course, we always research these episodes, but mm -hmm. generally we, we put down our own ideas and then we fill in with research and things that we find. And so for us, we were like, yeah, a lot of people just don't try. Mm -hmm. But then I found this interesting article. It was on a website called Leaf TV, which I've never heard of before. But they linked to the original study, which was published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. And here's what the studies sound, er, found. Researchers found that couples who believed that a healthy sexual relationship takes work Instead of being something that naturally happens in a compatible relationship, 
have better and more sex than their ideological counterparts. So during the study, the researchers surveyed 1,900 people about their beliefs on what makes for a satisfying sex life. Interestingly enough, when people believed that having a great sex life actively required practice and work, the happier they, as well as their partners, were in their sex lives. Perhaps less surprising, they were also happier with their relationships overall. On the other hand, those who believed that their sex life should naturally stay sizzling just because (laughs) (laughs) you're sharing a bed with a person you uh, love proved far more likely to feel unsatisfied in their sex lives. And so... Something else interesting that uh, that article happened to say is they, they were quoting one of the authors of the study. And, and what the author said was, your sex life is like a garden and it needs to be watered and nurtured to maintain it. Mm-hmm. I always say that, that um, I don't say it's a garden and say it's a plant. So I think, yeah, that's a very uh, well, good for, analogy. For some people, it's a whole garden. For others, it's just one plant. <laughs> <laughs> I, like the, I like the garden analogy. But it's true. Well, you know, while I don't think that relationship take work, um, I just don't associate the work word with relationship yeah but um i do i I think they need attention now do you associate attention and work or like put them like in the same category i don't i love giving attention to my husband i love putting energy into our relationship and i work on my business and that's kind of like how things are different i approach it with such a different energy than getting my work done yeah, so I mean that all really just depends on what you, how you define the word work. I think you know most people understand that what it means is it requires effort. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to give it effort, you have to give it attention, you have to give it time, you have to actively do something mm-hmm. rather than just sit back and go, "Oh, it's all supposed to just be great." Mhm. Right? So that's such a good uh perspective to have to know that it just doesn't happen by accident and it's a set you know everything we do in life is all because we repeat behaviors and patterns so if you set good behaviors into place then it's much easier to have a more exciting sex life than if you do not set those in place um Ultimately, I also think that it's about doing your part. And there's kind of this misconception that everything, and we've already talked about that in several episodes, but I think it's so important. I want to reiterate that point that some people think that relationships are kind of like tits for tats. I do 50%, you do 50%. This is how it goes. Everything has to be equal per se. And I, I, I don't think it's the road to happiness. There is something like one of the biggest secrets is to give more than you take, but that both partners do that so that it feels like it's really overflowing. And it doesn't have to always be uh, equal, per se. What was the word we used, Kevin? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, we we had a thing. It was... um... I think it was like equitable, not equal. There you go. Thank you, my love, for remembering that. So when you both feel like you're putting in the same amount of energy, even if it's not the exact same thing, but that you're both putting effort into the energy, and that's really what makes a difference. 
Absolutely. So we've actually got quite a few other things on the list here. So we're going to just kind of jump down to the next one. So the second reason why sex gets boring is that you don't learn new techniques or try new things. And you keep doing the same thing all the time. And some people might say, well, what's wrong with doing what works? absolutely nothing. However, it is good sometimes to switch things up. So you might still be doing the same thing, just do it in the closet rather than in bed. Well, yeah. And, (laughs) you know, if it was working, sex wouldn't be boring, right? (laughs) I mean, that's the reality of it is, yeah, maybe it works to give you an orgasm. Mm Mm-hmm. But does it work to really make you crave sex, to make you really want it more often? Mm-hmm. Like, is that spark there? Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing if you're experiencing boredom, then that's not the case. So always stick to your tried and true and things that feel comfortable and add a little zing whenever you can, because it feels good to have that little extra. Yeah. Okay. So next one is you only focus on the physical So we've talked about this so, so many times. It's like such a huge core of the work that we do. But sex is so much more than just push this button, stroke this thing, lick this over here, right? (laughs) Like, yeah, that's some of the physical motion of it. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more to sex. There's so much more, you know, communication and emotion and all these things that really make sex amazing. And so one of the things that can happen is that when people don't do all those other things, Mm -hmm. all they do is just focus on a penis goes in a vagina, you go in and out, it makes some friction and that's it. Then it can get boring. But when you add all that other stuff in, it doesn't. Yes. So understanding that there is more to sex than just the physicality, that sexual energy is a real thing and you can feel it and cultivate it. And if you tune into that other part, it will get better. Number four. Well, maybe your sex wasn't that good to begin with. Let's be honest. Maybe you just got into a relationship because you felt like you were tired of dating and it was just convenient. It was good enough. And well, whatever. It's better than being lonely. Yeah. You know, I found this one researching when I was like, I want to see what other people think, you know, Uh after we put some of our ideas down. And as soon as I read it, I went, of course, why didn't I think of that? Right. (laughs) We assume that it was always good. Yes, but maybe it wasn't. Right. Exactly. And the thing is, is when you're in that honeymoon period, right, Mm -hmm. and you've got all this other attraction and stuff maybe that makes it seem like the sex itself is good. Mm-hmm. But once that that sort of those chemicals fade, you realize the sex actually wasn't all that good to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah, that's a very interesting one to be in. And I think, you know, I want people to remember that sex is a learned skill and it's okay if you're not that good at it. Just put in the hours, you know, and you'll get much better. Everything <laughs> in this life is a learned skill. <laughs> Absolutely. Another reason could be that there is not enough spontaneity. It's interesting because you're the one who put this one down and I wasn't sure whether or not I fully agreed with it um, because I do also see being the spontaneity being a trap that many people go and say like, well, if it's not spontaneous, I don't want to do it. And then they're like, but they don't do it because there's no spontaneity. And then they stuck into not having sex. Okay, so there's a fine line on this one. <laughs> Do right? tell. Because, well, because we say all the time, schedule a date night. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure that it gets on the schedule because life is too busy and it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. most likely, if you don't do that. So we are constantly warning people not to fall into the trap of spontaneity. Mm-hmm. However, 
when I put this on the list, I wasn't suggesting that it should always be spontaneous, right? Because that's how you fall into the trap. But the idea was that, yes, it's great to get it on the schedule and make sure that it's going to happen. And you should also occasionally have some spontaneity to keep things going. Yes. Yeah, I have something I need to add, Kevin. Yes, yeah, Are you talking about uh, on Friday afternoon where we're both trying to get our work done so we could be during the weekend <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm feeling this deep desire and, and like turn on and excitement and arousal and I just want to suck you cock so I text you because we're both working in different parts of the house and I'm like hey is there a cock available for good cock sucking here? <laughs> yes exactly. That's this type of, of spontaneity? Exactly mm-hmm. that kind of stuff right because knowing that it's possible for those things to happen actually contributes to what you know we talk about all the time, which is that constant state of arousal, which we'll talk about more later in the show. So, yes. You might be wondering what happened. Let me tell you very quickly the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent out this text to Kevin, nothing. And then I'm like, hello, uh, really? And then he's like, oh, let me finish my work. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, I was working on something really technical that required like a lot of focus. And so I saw the phone light up, but I didn't really look at it <laughs> at first. And, and then I did eventually glance at it and I was like, oh, man, I, I was not sure if you were serious or if you were just joking. And then I was like, okay, I'm like really deep in this technical issue. I'm like, I could finish this in 10 minutes. And if I finish this... It was already close to the end of the day anyway. I was like, then I can definitely give all my attention over there. So I said, I said, give me 10 minutes. And you were like, really? So then I was like, okay, I can finish this later. I put it down. I went in. You gave me a fantastic blowjob. And then we went back to work. Yes. I was like, we need to teach what we preach, which is like when it's the mood and she calls for it, you better act on it. Because, you know, 10 minutes later, it might not be happening. That's very true. That is Mm -hmm. very true. Okay, let's keep moving on because we still have so much more we want to share with you. Maybe sex gets boring because you don't ask for what you want. This is huge. So if you're not getting the sex you want and like, then why would you want it, right? Or maybe it is a reflection of your relationship. You two are in a place where you are just hmm, cruising and not really experiencing a lot of juiciness and passion in many other areas. Yeah, you know, what I liked about this one was, you know, nothing is ever separate or isolated, mm-hmm. right? So you can't isolate your sex life from the relationship mm-hmm. itself. They're, they're, they're part of the same thing. They're all intertwined. And so it just made so much sense that, like, if you're having a boring sex life, what does the rest of your life look like, mm-hmm. right? And maybe by... Uh, sparking the rest of your life, you might also spark your sex life and vice versa, right? Spark up your sex life and the rest of your life is going to get a little bit more exciting too. So it's really interesting because if you're sitting there going, yeah, you know, my sex life is really pretty boring. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like take an honest assessment of the rest of your life. Is the rest of your life boring too? It may be. Probably is. So 
there's a few more points we wanted to bring here of some reasons, like you're not making it a priority. And we'll come back more into that when we talk about solutions, right? Um, and you don't focus on keeping this constant state of arousal. I mean, by now, unless it's the very first time you're tuning into the Love Lab podcast, you have heard us mentioning the words constant state of arousals, which is all about keeping the arousal, the energy after and on alive between the two of you, not just wait from like the times in the bedroom. Um, and there are some things too that can get in the way, which are more mentally like mental things, like maybe um, you're worried about your performance. Maybe there are um, other issues or pain and discomforts that are coming up for you. And again, we'll talk more about this in the solutions. And last but not least, you guys may have just become too comfortable again into the relationship. It's important to keep a part of mystery and it's finding that balance between being really with somebody and having so much comfort and it's like your best friend, but it's still the one you want to fuck. Yeah. So this is another one of those that is kind of a fine line, right? Mm -hmm. Because you want to feel comfortable with and around your partner, but you don't want to feel so comfortable that you're perfectly fine, like sitting on the couch and just ripping big farts and not, you know, not, not being, uh, not acting in, in an attractive way whatsoever. Right. So you want to feel comfortable. And you, like you said, you still want to maintain some of that spark that like, I think it's the element of mystery. So, you yeah. know, closing the bathroom door goes a long way. <laughs> All right. So, so those are, and you know, when we create these lists, they're never like, that's all that there is. I'm sure you could come up with a whole bunch more reasons why sex potentially, you know, becomes boring. But that, those are some of the big ones. Those are some of the ones that we see a lot and some things that are really just good to mention. So next is, what are the signs that sex has gotten boring? So people go, well, obviously, I know when I'm bored or not. Okay, but do you know when your partner is bored or not? So here are some things that you can look for to give you an idea as to whether or not you and or your partner are bored with your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'd say like number one, you might tell each other is boring if you are really upfront or not. But if you don't, then is one of you avoiding sex? Having a headache, not being in the mood, too busy, you know, just avoiding it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just picturing one person saying to another one, sex with you is boring. <laughs> like, let me just tell you, guys, if you're feeling bored in your sex life, don't ever go to a woman and just say, you know, our sex is fucking boring. <laughs> don't do it. Absolutely do not do it. If that's what you're feeling, approach it from the point of view of like, Hey, you know, I was thinking there might be, I came up with a couple of cool ideas to like spice up our sex life and make it more fun. Well, own it. At, at least at the very least say I am bored rather than saying your sex life is boring. Don't no? do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Trust me. Don't do it. Okay. Listen to Kevin. He usually has good advice. Stay on the positive, right? And just say, hey, I was thinking that maybe we could spice it up a little, make it a little bit more fun. And I came up with these cool ideas, you know? Trust me. Trust me. It will go much smoother. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Here's an another one that many people don't think about, but if you don't go to bed at the same time, 
um, that means you 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 pass on a really important opportunity to connect at the end of the day to share a bonding moment a um, de-stressing time and connection time with your partner and if you're constantly not going to bed together that can create quite a disharmony well look you know let's just be honest here if, if you want to have sex, you have to create the conditions that will lead to sex. <laughs> and if one person goes to bed early and then passes out and falls asleep, what do you think the chances are that by the time you make it there, he or she is suddenly going to wake up and be full of energy and be like, yeah, I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen, right? <laughs> It could, but it won't for me, for sure. I mean, do not wake me up. You wake me up anytime. So, I mean, unless you have good agreements with each other, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I'm a little unusual in that respect. Yeah, because my rule is anytime, anywhere, just if I'm sound asleep, just wake me up. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's not the case for most people, especially most women. That's true. So, yeah, I, w- I would not suggest that course of action. So here are a few other things that could happen is, you may always stick to the same position and always do it the same way, whether it's she, he, or both of you, you know, and it's like, no, no, these are our three positions or this is the order of things. That can really be a sign too that it's like, just want to stick to something that's comfortable. If the partner declines sex, and it's a little different than avoiding sex in terms that you might just always have a good reason too, but it kind of leads to the same thing that there is no sex, you're avoiding it. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a difference between avoiding and declining. So Mm -hmm. in avoiding, you're just, you're you're creating situations that don't make it possible for the other person to proposition you. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas declining is like somebody's communicating to you in some way that they want to have sex and you're like, eh, no. Um, if you always rush through sex, one of them rushes through sex to just want to get it over with. That's a good sign you're not really into it. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so when somebody goes, did you come yet? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, not, not a good one. If you don't want to be naked, you know, again, like it's about like, when you get naked, you get access to everything. And so it's like, let's like keep clothes on and keep our distances because I don't want to even go there. Yeah, yeah. I guess technically that could kind of be put under the avoidance techniques, but mm-hmm. I thought maybe it deserved its own thing as a sign to look for. And here's the big thing. Maybe another sign is you have a big elephant in the room. Nobody talks about sex and you both know you're not very happy about it. Yeah, you know... <laughs> So I put this one on the list because I was thinking about you and I, Uh right? And even like this morning in the kitchen, you were making sex jokes while you were making breakfast, you know? Uh And uh, and one of the things I said to you was, I love that you always make sex jokes. (laughs) And I said, "If, if at any point in the future you stop making sex jokes, I might be a little concerned that something's wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's just who you are. And, um... So what was making me think about that is part of that constant state of arousal is talking about sex. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, oh, I had this dream. Let me tell you about it. It was Mm -hmm. hot, you know, or, you know, it could be, um, hey, I was thinking that tonight for date night, we could maybe do this, Mm -hmm. you know, or just just that kind of, you don't have to like have a conversation where you sit down and say, okay, let me tell you what I need and let's talk clinically about this. Like, it doesn't have to be that, just... The fact that sex comes up Mm -hmm. as a topic, even if it's just 
kind of joking or or maybe if you're watching a movie and it has a hot scene in it and the two of you are like oh wow that was pretty hot like hey let's, maybe we should try that let's yeah let's you know like that kind of stuff should be coming up on a regular basis and if it's not that's a sign that your sex life is probably boring all right so if your sex life is boring you need help and we are here to help you so if you are a couple who's stuck in a rut and into some routines and kind of has reached the place of sex is boring or not what it used to be um, and you're tired of that of that like stale mechanical sex and want more spontaneity and fun again um, so that you don't have to live a life of average because really who wants to have average sex right Kevin and I would love to invite you to join us into our our highly sexed power couple platinum program. So if you give us 90 days, only 90 days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. So you can find more about our program at celineremy.com forward slash passion. That's right. We will teach you everything that we do and then some mm. to have the kind of sex life that we have. So, what to do when sex gets boring? You now know, okay, you've noticed the signs, you are being finally honest, sex is boring. Now, where do you go from there? Ah, that is a great question. Okay, so everything that we said uh, up, you know, at the beginning of the show, do the opposite of that. That's it. That's it. We're done. That was great. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, we have a list for you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Number one, make sex a priority. So... I want to be. I want to add something to this. So, make sex a priority is for you if you haven't had as. I mean, you may be having a little bit less sex, but you still have a good connection. Now, if you haven't had sex in a few years, and we have clients like that, we work with people where it's been years without real intimacy and and deep sex. Um, at this point, do not make sex a priority. Take sex off the table and focus on creating a connection and touch that does not go to sex. What's very interesting is once you start to take sex off the table, for a lot of people, then they start to want it. You want what you can't have. And so... This kind of like making sex a priority, it's up to you to know where you are. So if you are falling in the category of not having had it for years, take it off and reconnect with touch. Yeah, well, it takes the pressure off too, mm-hmm. right? And so it allows everybody to kind of relax. Like, okay, I don't, I don't, I'm not required to do anything and makes people let their guard down a little bit and they're a little more open to different types of connection. Number two, take a mini moon together. A mini vacation, a mini honeymoon, a staycation. You know, ideally it's about breaking the routine. And it's best if you can get out of your home and go somewhere else. I mean, every time we go on vacation or somewhere else, our sex like gets like again sparked right i mean as soon as we relax and de-stress we're automatically horny yeah absolutely (laughs) um so having a focus doesn't have to be three weeks but like you can take three days and make it like i said a a mini moon you could just go to a hotel like close to where you live it's just about doing something different with the intention of creating this honeymoon um adventure or experience for you yeah and i think you know i mean it's if all you can do is take one throughout the year then you know that's what you can do but i think it would be even better to do like quarterly like you know Mm -hmm. every three months do some sort of little mini thing where you get to go connect and do something fun yeah 
you're, you're, you have the free time and space and energy to actually make love. Mm, I love this. Number three, uh, you want to address the issues that are underlying. So whether it's a relationship thing that's going on, there might be resentment, there might be whatever it is, like get some help and support and tackle that. Because like Kevin said earlier, um, your sex life is not really separated from the rest of your life. So if things are not going well in the relationship, it will translate into the bedroom. That also means that if you are experiencing discomfort and pain during sex as a woman, not able to have orgasm, or if you're a man who has erection problems and anything really where it's in the way and you're not happy with how your body is operating right now, tackle that. Absolutely. All right, let's see. Next on the list, talk about your turn-ons. Got to communicate. Get oral. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the way you thought. (laughs) Next tip is to focus on the emotional connection. That's an interesting one because... For a lot of women, they will need this emotional connection in order to be able to open up to having sex. For a guy, sometimes it's a little tricky. They get to the emotional after they had sex. And so, but the emotional is still there. It's a myth to think that guys don't want to have an emotional connection. Men, as they age, um, they really want that as well. I mean, I'm sure you can speak more of that, Kevin, but you're different from when you were 20s and you just wanted a hole to fuck. Now you one room bit more than a hole, right? Yeah, I've actually talked about this a lot on the show that mm-hmm. the older I get, the less attractive the purely physical sex is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that it's not good or anything, but you know, once you've had really great physical sex that's combined with the really great emotional connection, the plain physical is just like eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's second class, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is one more big elephant here in the room we haven't spoken about, uh, but it's out of our realm of expertise, but it's to address any health issues that you have. And if you are on particular medication, know that it can 100% affect your libido, your arousal, and your body's response. This is something that they almost never tell you, but if Mm -hmm. you read the fine print down, you know, buried under all that tiny print you know it's the stuff in the commercials where the guy goes right (laughs) buried in there is almost always something that says that it will decrease your desire for sex Mm -hmm. so if you are taking medication seek out your uh, medical professional maybe switch find a way to maybe yeah, switch things, wean yourself off or whatever. But uh, it's not our area of expertise, but it needs to be talked about because it is important. Yeah, it's a big one. It's one we actually see with clients a lot when they come to us, especially men um, with uh, both erection problems Mm -hmm. and also low libido Mm -hmm. problems. Um, When you really get into the intake and start asking, okay, what medications are you on? You know, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Then the list comes out. And I mean, there are some big ones. I'm not going to name any names, but you see those on the intake form. You go, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So then, of course, we always have to direct them back towards their doctors to talk about this and see if there's a way they can adjust that. All right, number seven here, be willing to do new things together. And it just doesn't have to be in the bedroom. It could be outside the bedroom because, again, it's like about sparking this creative fire because that's what 
it's all about for the passion you feel in the bedroom too. So do things together, do new things, try something different. I mean, it really doesn't have to be complicated. It could be just to try a new dish at a different restaurant, or it could be to take a new road to go home, you know, on your drive home. <laughs> yeah, that, that comes back to our, you know, um, if your sex life is boring, the rest of your life is likely boring too, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's basically the opposite of that. So it's, it's doing things in your life differently um, in the hopes that it will also spark your your sex life to be a little different. Mm-hmm. And then here, you want to find your passion in life. Um, again, we, we are talking a lot about that because it's not separated. And something that I think is very important is it could be wonderful to share a hobby together. But if you don't, you need to yourself at least have one or two things that are your hobbies. And it's to give yourself permission to be immersed in those hobbies and feel the passion. And then at times to invite your partner in to your hobbies. It doesn't mean they're going to love everything, but it's to share something that you are passionate about with your partner. And you can each do that with each other to get to know each other more and to see your partners really lit up with passion. Because when you see that, that will spark new things again within you yeah absolutely it's like i said earlier in the show your sex life is not separate from the rest of your life Mm -hmm. right so if you don't have anything else in life that you're passionate about then that's probably a pretty good sign that you're not all that passionate in the bedroom either And we've got two more tips here for you. Um, One is to speak each other's love language because unless you feel fully loved, it's going to be difficult to, if you're running on empty on your love tank, to want to have sex, to be motivated and um, things can get boring. So you want to really make sure that you make a little deposit into the love bank account of your partner. Even if it's not your main love language, speak theirs. And then I think the most important is about dropping the goal in your sex and in your sex life, that it has to look a certain way, that every single time that you have sex, it has to be mind-blowing. She has to have a female ejaculation and free orgasms, and he has to like last for this amount of time and do this and do that, and start to focus more on the quality and on the sensations, and on how much more can you connect through using all of your senses, and also beyond the physical five senses, like that energy that talking that Kevin was talking about earlier. Uh huh. Whew, it's getting hot in here. It really is. <laughs> is it the heat wave or just this conversation? <laughs> well, it's this conversation along with that top you're wearing. <laughs> oh, it's working. It's working. See, like we forgot to put this into I the know, tips right? to do, like wear something sexy. Actually, it does work sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It always works for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. That's all the time we have for this episode. And we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>